Listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey, 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 Rockstar SLPs. This is Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. We are on episode 59 of the Real Talk SLP podcast. And today I'm going to be sharing engaging pumpkin activities that you can use with your preschool through fifth grade students. So if you know anything about me, I love planning therapy by themes because it's easier for me personally when I have a caseload that's a lot of different ages and goals to plan around a theme and then adapt that theme to cover goals for your younger kids and older students. And so if you're new to theme therapy or you really love it and you want to keep getting inspired, I want to invite you to my free Facebook group, Theme Therapy SLP. I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can also just go search that on Facebook to get in the group. And we share ideas. People ask questions. We talk about themes-based therapy. And so It's fall, guys. It's October. It's halfway through October, and I can't believe how fast things are moving. At the same time, it also sometimes feels like it's going really slow or just maybe it's the stress of the year. If you're new to following me, I decided to take a year off from working in the schools. About four years ago, I went from full-time to part-time because I was expanding some elements of my dabbling speechy business and I was just like, I can't physically work full time and do that. But I love working with my kids. So I went part time and then this last year, it was just a really hard year and I decided I needed to take a year off so that I can continue to support my rockstar SLPs. I started a theme therapy SLP membership that's hopefully reopening next summer. And I have some big news to tell you guys if you love theme therapy. So, you know, stay tuned for all that. But if you're just having a really hard year because of everything going on, you know, it kind of breaks my heart because that means you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed and you don't like your job. And that is the worst feeling in the world. And so I just, I hope and pray that this week, goes a little bit easier. Take some moments to breathe. I know when I had a caseload of 75, 80 kids, there were definitely seasons when I was like, what am I doing? And I had to start implementing some strategies to help me decompress and also to let things go. Like this isn't a normal year. This is my best right now. And so I had to learn to let some things go and evaluate what I could get done and remember that the kids are the most important thing regardless what the district tells you and go from there. So anyways, I could go on a soapbox about all that, but let's talk about some engaging pumpkin ideas. So whenever I'm planning a themed unit, I always pick my books first because they are the foundation of any extension activities or story retell, any of that stuff is really important. And so some of my favorite preschool to first grade pumpkin books are The Ten Little Pumpkins. For the second to third grade students, I love using the book 
Runaway Pumpkins. It's a really fun book that has a setting on a farm and this giant pumpkin is rolling down the hill and running into things. And so it's a fun little book. And I have an activity today for you on that. And then for my upper elementary students, I really love the book Too Many Pumpkins by Linda White. I think it has a lot of great story elements and discussion points that you can use and talk about with your students. So first I start with those books. And then after that, here are some other extension activities that you can do to help your students, you know, get connected with pumpkins. So of course, when I use a pumpkin theme book, I'm going to use that book and the pictures to work on vocabulary, grammar, story retell, you know, inferencing, all those things just with the pictures and story elements of the book. But then we can also build on our students' knowledge about pumpkins or getting to interact with some of the verbs and vocabulary. So for example, you could make a five little pumpkins sensory bin. And I made these 10 little pumpkins on a fence because of the book, 10 Little Pumpkins, where I filled the sensory bin with shredded paper. And then I use clothespins and popsicle sticks and those little pumpkin candies and fake pumpkins that I found to create like a little fun sensory bin to play with the pumpkins. Pumpkin Soup is another great book that you could then create like a pretend play activity making pumpkin soup. And let's say you have some mixed groups and you're going, I don't know what to do with them. About once a month, once every two months, depending on how hard the craft is, I will have a craft to do just to switch things up to help me get out of a funk or to help the kids, you know, get re-excited about speech. Or if I have progress monitoring days where I need them to have their hands busy so I can get some decent data, we'll do some crafts. So doing a pumpkin paper plate craft, super easy. All you need is a paper plate colored construction paper, some glue, and then you can flip that plate over and have students write their speech or language targets or even just glue them on the back. And then they get to take it home as a homework assignment or you can hang it up in the room. And then every time they come in for the month, they can do that as a warm up to practice their targets. And it's fun and it also works on fine motor because they rip the paper to glue on the pumpkin craft. So I will link that in the show notes for you because I, the blog post also has some other fun fall paper plate craft ideas, but that is a great, easy lesson plan. That's not too hard to prep. Now, for some of your upper elementary students, if you're struggling with getting some engagement going or you're struggling with, you know, concepts that would be motivating for them. I would consider trying some pumpkin STEM activities. And I forget, I think it's science, technology, engineering, mathematics is what STEM stands for. Don't quote me though. But there are some really fun pumpkin STEM activities that you can do. And I will link to them in the show notes, but you know, you can make a pumpkin scooper to scoop pumpkins from the pumpkin patch, or you can make a pumpkin catapult, which there is a lot of YouTube videos about catapults and pulleys. So you can talk about force and a lot of cool stuff. So you can also watch some videos for 
making a pumpkin catapult, but then there's also a lot of great science YouTube videos about catapults and pulleys. And, and so you can tie in a lot of great science concepts. Um, there is also a really good YouTube video on SciShow Kids called Sink or Float Pumpkins. And you can literally just watch that video and work on a lot of language concepts, tension questions, summarizing tier two vocabulary. So and then if you wanted to, you could actually see if pumpkins and items sink or float. And so if you have a Trader Joe's nearby, their pumpkins are very inexpensive. That's where I found a bunch of pumpkins and gourds, like little mini pumpkins. And so that's another thing you can do. You can go to your Trader Joe's and get some different size pumpkins and gourds in different colors, like white, the green bumpy pumpkins. Bring those into your therapy room and have students do an investigation. I even had my little two-year-old at home. She washed the pumpkins in her water play table. So there's a lot of fun stuff you can actually do with the real pumpkin. You can have them carry it. You can have them hold it and say which one's heavier which one's lighter, which one has, you know, stripes. So a lot of good describing activities with pumpkins and nothing beats touching a pumpkin. I don't know why, why kids, you know, I love touching the pumpkin too. <laughs> I love pumpkins. Um, anyways. All right. To conclude this last idea, it would go really well with the book runaway pumpkin or the rollaway pumpkin. I will link the YouTube read alouds in my show notes so that you can see the exact book that I'm talking about. But when I used to do some co-teaching back in the day with some kids who really struggled with joint attention and just being able to sustain attention during activities, I really had to think a little bit outside the box. And what I did one, one, with one of my pumpkin units was I brought in a parachute and I got those foam pumpkins, styrofoam pumpkins from the Dollar Tree. And I brought in about, you know, five of those. You could get some more. And we put the pumpkins on the parachute. And then we had ready, set, and they had to wait till I said go. So we would shake the parachute and make the pumpkins bump and roll all around and work on in and out. There's a lot of great core vocabulary, go, stop. So that is a really fun way to just change things up, get the staff involved and um, target a lot of great core vocabulary and language concepts and have them even say like, I want it again, more. So those are some activities that you can do with your elementary caseload. If you're looking for some specific pumpkin themed activities for your K2 students that would work for small groups or co-teaching lessons, I have a whole set in my TPT store. I will link to that in the show notes, but it has everything you need, like book recommendations, links to songs, station activities, a newsletter to parents, Google slides for the smart board. And, you know, it has these really fun file folder, like dress the pumpkin. It has pumpkin bingo. It has who has the pumpkin. And it's a fun little carpet activity. 
and then there's brain breaks. So it's just, it's a fun time. And then you can reuse those activities all month for your small groups or going back in the next week with some of the activities I said here today in this episode. So let me know if you're liking these ideas and if you want to have more podcast episodes on themed therapy ideas. If you want more information and training about how to adapt themes for your caseload, I'm going to be talking about that at the virtual speech retreat on November 13th. So if you haven't got your ticket, uh, head to speechretreat.com and grab it. So it's a fun day. You get lifetime recording of all the speakers. You get digital swag from us with therapy materials that you can use on Monday and a ton of ideas. You don't walk away feeling like, well, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. (laughs) So if you need to be re-inspired and get practical ideas that you can implement on Monday morning, this is the event for you. So as always, SLPs, be the SLP that every kid wants to see and just try to stay inspired. We got a few more days and then it will be the weekend again so you can recharge. All right, take care. Talk to you later.